When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Medical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. Yes, we are a bunch of wild and crazy Browns fans. Welcome aboard. This is the Fanatical Elves Show. It's a Thursday night. Like Steve says, what else are you going to be entertained by but us, the Fanatical Elves here? We got Steve. We got Sam. We got Elliot in-house. It's been quite a week, quite a week to sort of uh, hmm. recover. And um, I still after- haven't recovered. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still in it. I'm not recovering. <laughs> it's been one of those weeks and I think um, we've done a post game show and I know Steve, you brought a few of your post game shows in the dog pound South, some great shows he's brought this week, some really good content. Uh, Sam's got his new show out too. Um, we've got uh, that we'll be posting any second right now. So catch that uh, Brown's breakdowns on Apple or Spotify. Elliot has his shows, the Oracle speaks uh, that will be popping to you on Apple and Spotify momentarily. And then we had the, what the elf was that? Uh, did you not, Sam, you got together with uh, our, our Joel. buddy, uh, Joel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did a hour long show where we just kind of talked about scouting and I'll give you, even, I'll give everyone a little sneak peek next week. We might just sit there and watch a, I don't know if it'll be live, but we might just sit there and watch a half a game. Just discuss football for the whole time. I love it. I love so it. Might well, you know, something. We're, you know, one of the things that we're planning on again, and I know I um, haven't talked to the guys too much about this, but, you know, we started this journey with the Fanatical Elves back last late a- March, early April last year, and it led us up into the um, NFL draft. And this year we're going to be doing some shows. And, and last year we actually recorded our shows live during when the Browns were picking. I think they have seven <laughs> or eight picks. Uh, I don't know if we'll be on for that length of time, but we're going to bring you some well, shows. That was a long Saturday, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're excited about that. And, you know, Sam here and Elliot, Steve, uh, you know, and even Joel, Rod Bloom's doing his Browns Blitz. He's going to be bringing that to you tomorrow morning. He's got a special guest as usual. So looking forward to the off season here. But it's an off season I think many of us would have wanted to wait a little bit longer. We were all excited thinking that they were going to go down to Houston. And after, you know, they beat Houston the first time, obviously it's not a playoff game and they were minus CJ Stroud that first time around. Everybody thought, well, it would be scary, but the Browns defense and Joe Flacco mania would be there and we would move on. Well, that didn't happen. And the Browns um, are sitting, packed their bags and are no longer in the game. Joe Flacco threw two pick sixes. The defense decided really not to show up and um, disappeared. And there were some really bad moments just, you know, where players and laps of just good fundamental football uh, that we could all complain about. 
Uh, I, I have a couple players in particular that I'm annoyed with, but um, want your take, I guess, just generally from everybody here first, um, how you're doing this week. I know it's Thursday. I think Sam, let's start with you. You said you haven't recovered yet. No, I have recovered. <clears throat> it's just been, it's just, it just sucks not having to have any Browns to look forward. You get used to it after 18 weeks of it or 17 weeks, I guess, but it's nice. It's cold out here in Texas. Um, it's a weird yeah. weather. It's going to drop 25 degrees tomorrow. Mm. Uh, it's 60 degrees the high here and then th- 35 tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you don't have a little any bit snow of snow on the ground. No, no more snow. The snow melted whenever it came down. It was out for like two hours and then melted. It was like <laughs> uh-huh. an eighth of an inch, probably less. But yeah, I think the Browns just need to move on. I think they already have done pretty good on that and look forward and just begin trying to figure out what the next steps are, especially not for the players, the players, you know, the players just stop playing football, but the head coach, the GM, all those guys really are getting into their, their big part of the season. Right. Yeah. I like it. Good take, Sam. Uh, Steve, how much snow do you have on the ground? (laughs) Um, Well, originally we got over seven inches. Uh, it's interesting that Sam's low, our high today was 33. Um, it's gonna, Oh, no, our high gonna, tomorrow was 35. Oh, your high tomorrow is 35? I think our high yeah, tomorrow our low is 19. 26, and then it's going to drop to 6. So uh, back to the single digits. We got down to 1 degree the other morning. Uh, yeah, uh, snow still on the ground. we got a little freezing rain, some sleet. We're going to have some more snow tomorrow. Woo-hoo! And we Luckily, like to bring you the I weather reports here in the Fanatical Elves. We're all weather geeks. Hey, you know, everybody's going through it. School's been out the entire week. Well, we're praying uh, for a school knows? day, Steve. We're doing this, the school, the, the I school know day you, dance. John. And, you know, next week it'll probably get up to the upper 50s, 60. Uh, so, you know, as for the game... I had the entire fourth quarter to stew about it. So that helped me decompress a lot quicker because I'm not going to turn the TV off. Unlike watching the Ohio state versus Missouri. Once they (laughs) scored the Missouri scored that second touchdown. I was like, it's over. It's over. Um, But you know, I'm not going to see the Browns on the field again until uh, August. So um, I'll sit and watch it. I sat and watch it and stewed and, I'm kind of, you know, next morning I got up and said, well, on to 2024. Well, we have to. I mean, it's as a Browns fan, I wrote an article or two this week for um, Northeast Ohio Sports Insiders and one for fans first, just about, you know, well, there's always next year. And that's really the motto, our our calling card, our, our, our battle cry as a Browns fan. There's always next year. I don't and- say that. I say it's time to reload. Well, I like that too. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I think my uh, negative look on it, and I know I was talked to a few other Browns fans that I know pretty well. They said, "Well, that was a negative take, Suchan." I said, "Well, yeah, you know, I've I've been watching these games for a long time, like all of us here, except for Sam, uh, not quite as long." And um, you know, I think we're going up to Super Bowl Fifty Eight. I still have hope that the Browns. One day we'll get to that illustrious uh, 
big game and thought this year, you know, despite all the injuries and everything, I mean, Flacco mania got us all excited for the last month of the season. And uh, so sure it's just a real, real downer downer, but there were reasons why the Browns um, didn't have to be where they were. And, and, but it's disappointing for a lot of different reasons, but we'll talk about that if we need to later. Uh, Elliot, your take on just the end of the season. I know you've done a couple Oracle shows that are going to be popping here shortly, but um, how are you doing this week? Oh, absolutely fine. Uh, football is not about giving up. So that, that thought does not cross my mind. Um, I, you know, obviously wanted the season to end differently, but I felt that Texas did have a very good chance to win this game. And yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I think they were a lot better than I thought that they were, truthfully. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I'm just just so impressed with C.J. Stroud. Just unbelievably impressed with that young man. Uh, I think it's going to be a really cool game against Baltimore. I will be rooting for C.J. and the Texans to beat Baltimore. Yeah, sure. care. Oh, yeah. I still oh, yeah. want to beat Baltimore. I don't like Baltimore. One little tiny vet. Go C.J. Go Texans. Uh, Damn rat birds. There you go. Thank you. That's a, kind of what I was thinking. Um, yeah, and I, I do think 2024 is going to be a difficult season. I really want to get my brain around how the uh, salary cap thing is going to work out. It's a lot tougher problem that people appreciate uh, based on all of the long-term contracts that yeah. exist. And I haven't reached a final opinion about whether this is possible or not. Uh, Got to get... Uh, you know, Deshaun uh, Watson's contract restructured, I think. But there will be a 2024 season one way or the other. Yes, and, that's true. We're going to play the games. And we're going to watch. Um, I'm, I'm, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me. Football is the greatest game that there is. I'm going to watch it all my life. As long as there's um, breath in these lungs, I'm going to watch football. That's the way it is. Um, excellent. Excellent. I am... Um... <clears throat> Well, let me just bring up a couple things. Uh, before we get into the Browns coaching news, Bill Belichick or Belichick, uh, is it? I'm hearing that he's going to be the next Atlanta Falcons coach. That yeah, he might be. Hearing? Wait till the ink's dry. Yeah, he uh, he interviewed the Atlanta Falcons for the second time. Okay. Yeah. Today, they don't interview him. He interviews them. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Um, and Mike Vrabel met with the Chargers today. Oh, okay. So, well, and, and what, what uh, Ryan that, Callahan yeah. seems to be the flavor of the month, the uh, oh. OC for the Bengals. Okay. Um, so I heard about him in uh, Tennessee. I heard uh, there was yeah he uh, interviewed. Yeah. Is he related to our Callahan? The, yeah, the he's uh, his son. His boy. Okay, and that's a big, uh, big worry with Browns fans that if Brian gets a head coaching job, Bill will leave and go coach help his son. Right. So no. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yeah. But um, he seems to be very happy in Cleveland. Uh, Bill yeah. Callahan does. Yes. So I don't know if he wants to. If it's Tennessee and he sees that offensive line, he may go. Now I'll pass. No, I mean, I'll see you on the holidays. They've been in that situation with Cleveland and Cincinnati for the longest time, where uh, Bill had the opportunity to go down and help his son. Oh, when he's uh, okay. But I don't think that the 
family wants to do that, really. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so either. That. Then they'll be <laughs> fighting with each other at Thanksgiving. No. Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, yeah, um, the, you know, at the Thanksgiving table, they'll be arguing about, you know, Dad, you should never have trained the guy to do this. You should have been going left instead I'll be of right. Throwing dinner rolls and things yeah. like flying. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, a fork goes past somebody's head, and then all yeah. hell breaks Let's let's switch gears. Uh, continue talking about coaching because the Browns this week, and according to like Steve said, um, Steve Gill and his show earlier said a little bit of a surprise, and I think. Um, the Browns decided a little to, bit. Yeah, get rid of um after the debacle that that it was in the playoff game, they they parted ways with Van Pelt, with uh, Stump Mitchell, and then the tight end coach uh, named T.C. McCarthy. T.C. T.C. and McCartney. McCartney. So they part ways with these guys after. It seemed like the offense was okay. And this, obviously, we've lost Nick Chubb. Our wide receiver core was down a little bit. Elijah Moore was, you know, battling this or that. Um, but they were still putting up points this season. And Stefanski, steady Eddie goes this way. Just caught. I mean, it's. I'm surprised. Uh, I want your takes on this because I know we talked about this before we came on air and Elliot, you had some interesting thoughts and I want to get those thoughts out there because I do think it is something to talk about. Uh, Deshaun Watson, the million dollar, the billion dollar man um, who half of the Browns population uh, doesn't care for the other population cares for him immensely. He is pretty much, you know, our quarterback for, for, for the foreseeable future. So I'd like your takes on how, what you think about these coaching changes, your reaction to it, and then how it kind of ties back to Deshaun and what your thoughts are that Elliot, let's start with you. Well, I think that given the fact that the Browns had uh, about six quarterbacks that they were using (laughs) at one time or another, if we're going to count, uh, uh, Joshua Dobbs, who was the third string quarterback and was traded. It was an absolutely brilliant job coping with all of the injuries. Injuries. I think it was the number one coaching job in the NFL by far. Yeah. And so what do you do when you're confronted with brilliant success? Well, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you've <laughs> got to fire the people who were responsible. Right. And so that's why you fire the offensive coordinator and you fire the guy who was able to replace Nick Chubb despite the fact that you know he was the greatest runner in in the NFL or at least one of the very top runners and then the Browns also lost their uh, all pro uh, right tackle the number one guy for leading the running game and they also lost the left tackle uh, who was the starter and I think he was probably even injured before he was gone for the season and I think, you know, he wasn't playing well. A lot of people thought, oh, he's just lazy. But, no, I think he was actually hurt before he was out for the year on IR. And then they also lost the backup, the backup to the backup. And there were injuries all throughout the offensive line. It was incredible that they're able to field a team at all. And yet their backup got better as the season went on. I'm talking about Jerome Ford. And they got Kareem Hunt to come out of limbo and he was a very serviceable running back. Right. They 
got Pierre Strong to show some flashes, though he did not stay healthy throughout the season. I thought it was a great job. So, yeah, fire the people who are responsible. (laughs) The real controversy in my mind is, okay, whose idea was it? Is this something that they're doing to uh, placate uh, the quarterback, Deshaun Watson? Um, It might be a good idea because they need to have uh, an offensive philosophy that fits the quarterback. But was it really the head coach's desire or was it motivated through some Browns-like channel where it goes through the owner and then down to the head coach? (laughs) That I'm not sure about. I'd like to hear from some of the other fanatical elves about their opinion on this. Yeah, I'd like to hear that too. Steve, let's go to you. Okay, uh, let's start with the uh, after the first Pittsburgh game. Where T.J. Watt said, uh, "We knew most. We knew what was coming. Um, everybody just kind of gotta love oh, T.J. Watt. Gotta love T.J. Man. Not uh, you know. So you know, a lot of people, including myself, I kind of went, I ah, don't know what he's talking about. There has been disagreements between Kevin Stefanski and Alex Van Pelt, and don't forget, he tried to leave once. He was going to be the offensive coordinator of the University of Pittsburgh." Uh, and that? he changed his mind uh, a couple of years ago. Was that after? Was still or was it the beginning Baker? of last season? It was either the beginning of last season or the season before. Okay. I think it was the good. season That's before. That's a good side note. I like Steve. Steve. So bringing the, um, bring the details. There has been disagreements between uh, uh, Van Pelt and Stefanski. Van Pelt does all the uh, game planning during the week. Yeah. And he had, uh, you know, a little extra eyes on game day. Um, the Stump Mitchell thing, you know, after Chubb got hurt week two, they still had uh, Dewan Jones and Wills yeah. at tackle. Um, the running game still was struggling a little bit, but I would have kept him. Uh, but he was a holdover from the last coaching staff. So maybe – uh, Kevin Stefanski, who made all these decisions, it's his decision, decisions to make because it's his coaching staff, decided to get rid of Stump. As for TJ, uh, TC McCartney, his contract was up. So maybe uh, Stefanski mm-hmm. has somebody else in mind uh, to take over for tight ends. Um, they have, for some reason, interviewed... Um, I just got a part ways here. Hey, what was Sam, his you name? Got a, you got uh, his name was Ryan Crew. Is there a tornado uh, going the on over there in Texas? Uh, line coach. So, on, uh, Steve, hold I, on one second. I'm just, I'm getting yeah. some. Um, I don't know what's your um, audio. Hmm. We're we're live here. I just double checking. Here, I'll just be silent. Tell me if you hear anything, okay? Okay. Sorry, Steve. I heard some jiggling somewhere. Yeah, I think it uh, might they, have been Sam's. For, okay. for some reason, they hired right, uh, Ryan Ryan Crew of the Titans for their defensive line coach. I, I had not heard that Ben Bloom had been fired. Um, okay. He's a holdover from uh, Joe Wood's staff. He was promoted uh, to defensive line coach, so that 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 kind of caught me a little yes. bit by surprise. Um, let's see now. Deuce Staley, they interviewed for uh, running yep. back coach, uh, Andy Dickerson, uh, for offensive coordinator. I find that interesting. Where's because, he from? Seattle? Um, 
He's been around the he, league for a while. Uh, when he was with Seattle, right now he is with. Uh, I think he was with uh, Seattle in 2001. He was right. the uh, run game coordinator for Seattle, and uh, they had be- one of the best rushing attacks in the NFL. I think they averaged 5.02 uh-huh. yards per attempt that year with no name running backs. So that would probably tell me that uh, Stefanski is still going to call plays and that they think having a, a offensive is... coordinator who's more in tune to the run game yeah. that, uh, well, that's why they hired him, John, to call yeah. plays. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Dick, Dickerson was on staff with Freddie Kitchens. He was on the Brown staff in 2019 with Freddie Kitchens. Okay. Who, uh, Dickerson? Yes. I thought he uh, with uh, Mangini a long time ago. That's yeah. He was also um, back uh, twice. He was with the Browns. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if they yeah. hire a passing game coordinator. Sure. Um, then maybe a, a, a guy who's heavy so, into passing in, as OC. Then maybe Stefanski will give up play calling and just be a head coach like he did with defense and special teams. He let but those guys do their thing. You don't think that. I mean, you you believe that Stefanski's going into this whole thing by, you know, he wants to maintain what he's doing. Depends on who they hire. Yeah, if but. If they come, hire like, a guy okay. like. Uh, like but does he Darryl have the Bennett. final say? Yes, he has the final say. You're sure. But they don't talk about it. I mean, come on. It's, it's, a, it's a, a team thing, but he hires and fires his own coaches. Okay. And I don't care what anybody says. That's the way it yeah. is. Okay. Now, if he hires Devil uh, Daryl Bevel, who was with him with Minnesota, then that tells me he's going to probably still call his plays. Okay. If he goes up and snatches Tim Kelly, who's the offensive coordinator here in Nashville, uh-huh. who was Deshaun's quarterback coach in 2019 and 2020, oh, then that tells me he he's going to give up some play calling. Um, a lot of people have said Bill O'Brien. I can't see that. No, I saw Bill O'Brien linked to Ohio State. Yeah, I no. saw that too. But Bill, Bill O'Brien and that would, the reason would Deshaun Watson wanted a trade was because Bill O'Brien traded the Hopkins, the wide receiver. So I can't see that at all. Uh, well, <laughs> but you're going to get a lot of names. I mean, you know, you're going to get a lot of names who breathe the same air as McVeigh, yeah, or Shanahan, yeah. Uh, so. And there's right, also me... uh, Gary Q- Kubiak's kid, Clint Kubiak. Out okay. There. So you know you don't know. Sam, let's go know. move. Let's move over to you for a few minutes here about what we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, everything going on with the Browns coaches and and uh, what you're looking at, what you're hearing, and w- how you think this is going to play out. Yeah, I think first it's did the offensive coordinator he got fired right? Yep. Alex okay, I was just yep. making sure because I keep getting their names mixed up. Yeah, Alex um, I think it was a tiny bit unfair to Alex just because the season offensively was kind of weird with so many injuries and stuff. Uh-huh. I think changes probably did need to be made. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Joe Woods and him getting fired and then Jim Schwartz coming in and the defense shooting up. Yeah. Uh, if, if that, Except that they blew it nothing. in big moments like last week's playoff game, but let's not uh, talk about yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's his name? The defensive coordinator for Dallas. I can't think of his name. 
uh, are the they Cowboys. keeping him in Dallas? By the way, McCarthy or whatever. McCarthy, yeah, yes, they're keeping him. Yes, yeah, they're, oh, they're keeping yeah. McCarthy. But who's the Cowboys' defensive coordinator? I can't think of his name for some reason. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. Yes, they're keeping. They might keep him if he doesn't get a head coach job. He's been interviewed by job. a couple teams already. Yeah, but Dan Quinn was one of the best defensive coordinators. In no, it's Brian at- Schottenheimer. Oh, Brian Schottenheimer. The, That's right. Quinn is the DC. Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer oh, okay. was mentioned. Um, I forgot who was interested in him. But I think it'll I think it'll all work out. I think Kevin and Joe Barry both know what they're doing when it comes to firing these people. And I think I think it could technically, yes, it could be a mistake and offense could go down, but I think with so much going on, I do think that the Browns needed to make some changes, uh-huh. even if it only sends us up five places in offensive production it still was an improvement and i I think it's definitely a decent option i think the browns probably made a good choice uh going moving away well i and also stefanski going to be here longer he'll get a new contract Uh, when that happens when will that happen when do you think that will happen everybody well eventually um, i mean he was coach Andrew of the year. Barry was supposed to talk to the media yesterday or today, and then the coaching thing happened. So okay. he's pushed that back till next week. Um, I think it'll be taken care of here pretty soon. Yeah. I think, uh, like the Schwartz hire, uh, I think the offensive uh, hires will come quickly. Uh, they right. didn't waste any time with uh, Jim Schwartz. So <laughs> I don't see him wasting any time with this. Um. All right, so we know that Stefanski is going to sign here. Um, we've talked a little bit about some of the other players. By the way, Austin Watkins, who we all loved in preseason, the preseason love affair with our wide receiver, uh, did um, was in the news because he signed with Philly uh, earlier today or yesterday. So futures contract. So long to the uh, number eight wide receiver uh, that had about 200 and 300 yards in the preseason. And we were all thinking that he might make the team, but he did not. Um, Okay. So he doesn't play special teams. Let's take a a limit to on a 53 man roster. (laughs) Let's take a quick break here on the fanatical elves. We're going to, uh, look at a few other um, players here that we might potentially sign, including Nick Chubb. And uh, I also want to get your takes on this upcoming week's playoffs, even though the Browns aren't in the playoffs and maybe you don't care, but I'd like to get your in- takes. And I, we overheard a little bit about Baltimore and the, the Ratbirds playing Houston and what it might take for Houston to win that game. We'll be right back in the fanatical L's. And we are back here on the Fanatic Elves. Hope you enjoyed that. And um, loved them. Yeah. Amazing. We're, again, we're so thankful for everybody that tunes in and listens to us. And I know the season has come to an end, but we will continue to be bringing you weekly shows. All these shows we talk about the Oracle Speaks, the Dog Pound South, Browns Breakdowns, the Browns Blitz, the Johnny Cleveland Podcast. That's mine. Uh, we'll be bringing all that to you every week. As we prepare, I love the fact that Sam and the left guard are starting to do some scouting. Um, 
and you know the left guard and Sam have really taken a lot of time and effort to really delve into that. The Oracle speaks. Elliot here just does all these things that he he researches and goes in depth and studies these teams like really amazingly. Steve does all this research and with the monies and the contracts and the players that are available and practices and all this stuff. You know he does amazing stuff. I can't do it. I'm just the irrational guy who just sort of says whatever the hell's on my mind and half the time doesn't make sense. So join us here uh, every week. Um, okay. Anything else out there that you guys want to talk about this week? Because, you know, I'm thinking Stump Mitchell gone, running back coach, Nick Chubb waiting the wings. He's Batman. He'll be returning. We all think so. I, I wanted your take on this with Nick Chubb because I totally disagree with, I know you're Steve, you really like Jack Duffin and, and some of these guys and, and them speculating that the Browns will, or that Nick Chubb would potentially not come back next season because. Uh, well, he, he might start the season on the pup list. I that's mean, fine, but someone it was even suggested. I thought it was suggested in the article that you had suggested from Jack Duffin that they may even try to part ways that the Browns would consider parting ways with him. And I'm like, are no, you kidding I think, me? If that happened, no, what Cleveland would uh, fall apart. And I just no, he is definitely okay. a candidate for restructure. But he, you know, yes. right now I hear he's hitting all his benchmarks on his rehab. So, but you know how things go. A rehab can change at a moment's notice. Yes. So, uh, and this and this team doesn't, you know, if they a make a, a roster mistake, they correct it the next season. So I could see where they might have to look at, like Elliot has been saying constantly, a, a veteran backup who can step in if Chubb isn't on the, you know, is yeah, on the pup Kareem list Hunt's not coming back. Start. He's not going to do this again. Do you think? No, so? he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not. And you know, there's some guys out there they could get cheap. I mean, you know, uh, Austin Eckler, Tony Pollard in uh, Dallas is a free agent. Uh-huh. A guy I well, love very much, which I wish they traded for this past year, Cordell Patterson. Uh, he oh, was not used good. in Atlanta at all. He, yeah, he can catch the ball. Where he was he used this year? Where was he this year? He was in Atlanta and he was hardly used. That's yeah, amazing. They drafted the running back. He was such a good yeah, the, but, the year before. Yeah, last, they drafted was... the running back out of Texas, but that still didn't help Arthur Smith. He got canned. Mm-hmm. So now, if uh, Bill, Bill goes there, do you think he'd use Cordell? That's no. a possibility. I he doubt likes it. Running backs. Not his type. Mm, but okay. you know, yeah, the the season hinges at the running back position on what they're going to do with Chubb. Yeah, I think they're gonna make a deal with him uh, mm-hmm. and keep him for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, also, the hin uh, the season hin- uh, hinges on what to do with Amari Cooper. Um, I mean, they save some money if they cut him uh, more than the dead money. I think. Yeah. Three times the dead money. Yeah. So, do you rework a contract for a 29 year old, soon to be 30 wide receiver? I mean, that you know, you got guys out there that you could possibly pick up one of my all-time favorites tyler boyd down in cincinnati he's a uh a a free agent so always get t higgins i don't know he might be too expensive but he was hurt he might come cheap 
Uh -huh. um, you know, N Nelson Aguilar from the uh, from the Ravens, he'll be a free agent. Um, a guy not like I, I wish he could stay healthy. Michael Thomas with the Saints, but you know, these are the type of decisions yeah. going into um, the start of the the new year, you... which is on March thirteenth at four o'clock Eastern. Um, these are the type of decisions. What happens March thirteenth? Could affect uh, March thirteenth. Tampering starts the eleventh through the thirteenth, and then at four o'clock Eastern on the thirteenth, the new season starts. Is that when free agency so, starts? That's when. Well, the tampering legal tampering period starts. That's uh, when you're like allowed to call the eleventh. Okay. The uh, illegal tampering period starts at the combine. Which is I believe well, whenever you want, February first right. to March. Yeah, okay. the combine starts February twenty seventh through March fourth. That's the illegal tampering period. So, gotcha. uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yes. A hypothetical. Say, if you have a wide no. receiver as a client, how much you think that you would think he might, maybe, could be worth? Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, all good points. We had a lot to talk about it here in the next couple months. Oh, Elliot, God, yes. anything on your mind right now that you're like, you know, well, I know Steve inspired a really good question um, is, uh, you know, cause we traded for Amari Cooper for a third round draft pick. And uh, I just wonder, is he worth uh, more or less in since the uh, since two years ago, has he gained value? Mm -hmm. um, could we get a third round draft pick by trading him again, or is he now? I think he's coming off his best pick? season statistically with yardage, right? 12 yeah, I mean, was he kind of like coming off of a down year with Dallas? Why did we get him for a third round pick? Because um, Dallas is and, stupid. You know, we signed him to a bigger uh, deal, I think now. So I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah, $20 million no, dollars a year. Is, Speaking is of dumb teams, I gotta, I'm got i sorry. I got to talk about the Cowboys. What what a complete, like, we talk about the Browns' struggles. Here's a team, man. And, Sam, you live down there, but, man, the Cowboys just, they just choke. They are choke artists, like, big time. Micah Parsons, these guys, they don't show up. I mean, we're talking about Miles Garrett. Man, the Cowboys are just, ugh, ugly. Ugly. Okay. Yeah. We don't, we're not talking about the Cowboys in this show, but man, they're a loser organization. Okay. One of my, <laughs> if I can comment quickly, I listened to the local radio and one of the hosts, they released their uh, seize the opportunity division title shirts. The Cowboys did. Yes. And my, uh, the radio host likes joking <laughs> that the shirts actually say we seize up. Oh, <laughs> I can't win anything. I like that. We seize up. <laughs> Elliot, back to you. I know I was I interrupted you. No, I, I'm just curious about whether I think it would make sense for the Browns to trade Cooper if they can. Mm. But uh I I think that Cooper has got actually gotten better, at least in my estimation. Yes. Uh, he played at an all-pro level this past season. And I just wonder if he has trade value. And if so, the Browns do need to do some salary cap adjustments in this offseason. If they can get value for him, 
they need to yeah. get younger and they need to get cheaper at certain positions even yeah, if it's I like, you yeah. know it doesn't make sense i to, mean i know the idea of keeping i you have I, to decrease course, the like talent level work. somewhere but you, you, i i you agree to, but you have to yeah okay sam uh anything else here i do have one other final topic i'd like to bring up to everybody but uh sam thoughts yeah um the browns just need to i guess i think nick chubb's situation is kind of interesting because you mm -hmm. consider if if his knee is now permanently weaker because that's the second time he's injured that spot okay. and i think that's a little bit of a concern is that maybe his running speed maybe his running strength will be a little lower um sure. because of that injury and yeah maybe you should look somewhere else but i think yeah. nick chubb is just i think they're gonna keep nick chubb i mean he, if he didn't yes. get hurt he would have performed great he was performing well yeah. in those few games i think they'll keep him but i think there are other out uh outlets to find running backs i mean there's free agency still um is eckler a free agent because if he, yeah i think he's steve a, you mentioned yes him. Okay, he is a he's a pretty agent. good running back. Uh, Tony Pollard is a free agent. You I don't, don't have Tony any Pollard, money for free agents. I'm sorry. Oh, sure you do. <laughs> they're gonna they're <laughs> gonna free up like <laughs> they can they can knock thirty million dollars just by renegotiating Watson, and they could go yes. all the way and up. To then they'll be up to million. zero. That's what they need to do to get up to zero. No, they're, they're only thirteen million dollars over the yeah, cap. No, 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 but but they need to hit, sign people to the. That's they only have forty six people on contract. They need to have a draft. They need to have a, enough money for replacement players, and they need to have a practice squad. You add all that up, they need to have thirty million just to get up to zero. That's the number. Okay, Sam. Well, Eckler's only the, the uh, only the uh, top fifty-three contracts count against the cap. Yeah, well, they need to have fifty-three people actually 53. signed to a contract. And if they restructure people, which they're very good at, they will mm -hmm. be able to have the money. Well, we'll so. cross that. This, that's a good hot topic. Um, Sam, finish your thought before I'm going to throw another hot topic at everybody here. Before, yeah, we leave. I think the Browns. Amari Cooper is especially an interesting one. I think they should resign him personally. I mean, if you look at what, how old is like DeAndre He'll Hopkins? Be, oh, Hopkins. Um, you think like maybe you look at uh, someone like hmm, who's like an older, I don't know, but like Amari Cooper's still performing. Odell well. Beckham. Mean, yeah, he's still, he did a, what a moron. season. Okay. Um, but I think there are, Amari Cooper should be a resign, even if it's for two years. I think they'll re-sign Amari. I think they'll re-sign Nick Chubb. You're wearing a shirt today. Yeah, I'm wearing the Amari Cooper jersey. Nice. I it would be pretty disappointing well, if he left, and I'm like, well, I guess I just have an Amari Cooper jersey just laying around. Um, I, I don't know. I think the Browns will re-sign him. <laughs> uh, Amari Cooper is signed for next year, but he's signed oh, at like I thought he was million dollars. No, he's not. Well, he's no they're going to have to either cut him or renegotiate him. That's one of the other things. There, there is going to be net talent that is going to leave. There are going to be more players leave yeah. than there are players brought in. Okay. That's my point. Final, final uh, um, comment, and I want your take on this. And I know some of you probably don't care, but it was a hot topic for 24 hours in Cleveland. If you watch the local news here, in, or I'm in Columbus, but I did catch um, Ken Carmen. I think he works for one of the – he's on – anyway, um, 
he was trying to be funny on air. I don't know if anybody caught this, but he was talking about, you know, all the things that were happening in Cleveland sports, the Indians and the Cavs, and kept not mentioning the Browns. This is like Monday after, um, but there was a picture in the background. I don't know if you saw this, Elliot, but it was of Baker uh, Mayfield, the winning uh, QB down in Tampa Bay, the former Browns quarterback, and it is a hugely hot topic. And though he doesn't play for our team anymore, I know that Steve, um, I, I, uh, I just find it very interesting because it is still, it really does. It's a hot button amongst Browns fans and especially in social media worlds where, you know, half the population loves it. Half the people hate it. I'm in the category of, you know, I'm really happy for Baker. I, I know, his time, I agree, uh, and I don't know exactly what, what you guys are going to say here, but I agree that his time in Cleveland really was kind of running its course. You know, how that came about and why it went down that w- road, we can talk about that. But um, I guess my question is, Are I mean, m- maybe you don't care. And I, I personally, I think it's cool that he got another win. It's and, uh, you know, Baker's kind of up and down and he's had his moments. He's been with several other teams. Do you, are you watching Baker at, in these playoffs? Are you rooting for him? And, um, just your thoughts on that. I personally, I, I don't want him to win the Super Bowl because that would make me really sad <laughs> as a Browns <laughs> fan, uh, for, for a long time, but that would be Brown's luck that a Baker Mayfield would win a Super Bowl, um, but this, but I'll root for him until that point. Um, I also just throw this in there too, Steve. I, I, you had an interesting take to me earlier in the week about the Detroit Lions. Uh, I asked you because I made some post about congrats to the to Lions and winning a playoff game, and you were your comment back was about well, I don't know if I can root for anybody that's on the list that hasn't won their Super Bowl yet. So I wanted your take on that too, if anybody wants to comment about the Lions and about Baker Mayfield. Um, Elliot, let's go with you first. I'm going to finish oh, with you, I, Steve. I have, I have no conflict there. I'm, I'm a Baker Mayfield fan. Um, I realize why Baker Mayfield uh, messed up in Cleveland. He really did mess up. He divided the team. And it was really the Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, affair. And, and Odell messed up also. But, uh, you know, he uh, you know he's no longer with the team either. Um, and he's not coming back. But uh, I have no animosity to Baker Mayfield. I hope he does win the Super Bowl. I think it would be great, just like when Bernie Kosar got his ring, when Ernest Biner got his ring. Uh, that didn't bother me one little tiny bit. Anybody yeah. but Baltimore, man, <laughs> you know, uh, I just have no problem with that. Uh, I just don't want Baltimore to win. That's uh, yeah. I'm going to root for anybody but Baltimore. I, that's yeah. my position. Sam, take on Baker, the Lions. What do you think? Well, Baker was the reason I got into the Browns. Mm-hmm. I liked him, and I thought he was cool, and so I kind of became a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. But I think now that he's been gone for a few years, I think now that he's kind of moved on to other teams, I haven't really cared about him as much you know i've kind of become more invested in the browns themselves and not that's in, impressive sam i i'm impressed with that <laughs> and not yeah and not into baker mayfield himself and so 
I mean, if he wins, that's cool. Yeah. But it's like, I've kind of moved on from him. He's, he's still Baker Mayfield. You know, I still have that little special. He's the reason I'm into football as much as I am kind of part, but like, I don't know. He's just not a Brown. If he was a Brown, I'd be rooting for him all the for forever. But I mean, I'll give him his, my support still, but I won't like buy him a, buy a, a Jersey of his or anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Steve, final thought on Baker and the Lions. On the Lions, I, I'm just weird. Uh, no, I don't want not. any. If I, I want the next team on, that's on the list who've never been to a Super Bowl or never won a Super Bowl, yeah, I want that team to be the Browns. All right. the other teams, wait in line. Right. We're first. Right. We deserve right. it more than you do. Yes. More than the Houston Texans and, and even Detroit. I'm sorry. Yeah. We deserve it more. We've been waiting longer. As I for like Baker, it. you know, I'm a little conflicted because I have my a lot of my relatives are Tampa Bay fans, as, as you know, John. Yes. Back when uh, Tampa and uh, the Chiefs played, I was the only person to pick Tampa. Um, and, uh, you know, I my nephews are all big Tampa Bay fans, but. I can't root for Baker. What irritates me about the Baker Mayfield thing is yeah. people actually saying yeah. that they'd rather have Baker Mayfield this year and yeah. next year and last year than Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I, no, that, yeah. no, I'm sorry. He's been cut by two teams. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in won the worst division in the NFL right. with and a nine and eight nine record. And, eight. and the yep. last time I looked, yep. Cincinnati finished with the exact same record with a backup quarterback named Browning. Yes. Uh, at the near the end of the season, he played they played Carolina twice. And they played so, a really uh, messed up Philly team that was mentally just yeah, we up. don't even know if the, the filling coaching staff <laughs> is going to survive this yeah. right now. Nick Sirianni yeah. may be fired. By the time the games start, this <laughs> by the time weekend. the show's over, we're gonna. <laughs> well, yeah, we um, may, you know, he may be at camp. Well, I, but, you know, yeah. I, I find it different with Baker Mayfield and, and uh, Bernie Kosar and Ernest Biner. I rooted for Bernie Kosar to get his ring with Dallas, sure. and I rooted for Ernest Biner. That's yeah. different. Baker Mayfield ran himself out of town. Okay, yeah. and he put himself above mm-hmm. the team. He yeah. lied about his injuries and how much pain he was in. He changed the plays. Yeah. And by the way, when he changed the plays, they did not work. I still can't <laughs> get over that Green Bay game where he didn't practice, didn't do any film study, flew into Green Bay the day of the game and threw four interceptions. He did. That was a, he flew in that and day the of the defense, game. And Joe wow. Wood's defense played their butts off in that game. And that, that was, was the game they could have won. But yeah, what does he do? He Christmas Eve, right? I think he, you know, he could have told the training staff, look, this is really well, hurt. I need to, I need to to take some weeks off. Yeah. I would have been fine with Case Keenum. Yeah. For Browns fans, it just I think the wound was we were already hurting immensely after we lost Saturday, Browns fans, you know, worldwide. I know. I and, understand. And we that. knew we knew Monday. I mean, but, I knew Monday going into that game. It was on national TV, and I had a feeling, like many of you probably did, that Baker was going to show out 
it was a home game and Philly was really I knew st- they were going to win. Has yeah. anybody been paying attention to the Eagles the last six weeks? You're right, right. <laughs> they let um, Dallas be, get right. a, get the division. Well, I, I mean, come I, on. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, and I think that's where we will just you know I think Baker I from from me personally and from many fans personally, if you watched the game back in 2018 uh, on TV or you were like I was in the stadium. When he helped win that first game for the Browns uh, against the Jets, oh, I give him all his credit. That he that was a moment that will go yeah. down in Browns history as one of the the bigger moments in, in the history of the team. And you know, um, you know, hey, well, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: in simple terms, I I used to like and love my ex-wife. Now I can't stand her. <laughs> right. I'm not rooting right. for her in right. any way, shape, or form. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, final final my takes final, my can't final relate. thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Can't relate. <laughs> what is he doing? Sorry, I had to do my Mike Tomlin impression. <laughs> That's excellent. That's excellent. Um, guys, thank you for being here on the Fanatical Elves tonight. We will be bringing you more shows this weekend. The Oracle Speaks is up next. Um, we've got Sam also the Browns breakdowns is out there right now on Apple and Spotify. So please tune in. Everybody have a great rest of your evening. Go Browns. Uh, Despite the loss, we will march forward as loyal Browns fans as we are united and we will try to bring us united in pain, united in pain. Take care, everybody. Have a very good night. Welcome to the club, Sam. (laughs) I'll get used to it. Let's wish for a snowstorm here so I don't have to go to school tomorrow.